Craig, welcome back to the King of Games 1992. We are in the semi-finals, and it's our third seed, Street Fighter 2, against our seventh seed, Streets of Rage 2. And this is a crazy tournament. Don't know how everything's gotten to where it has been. This has been nuts, but at least we have one game that has been chalk, and that is Street Fighter 2. Will it weather the storm? Will it rage through the streets that it is fighting in? We're going to find out on this very special episode. But before we start talking about this, I'm going to start introducing the people who are with us for this very special semi-final event. And instead of having three people, we are going to have five. Now, I always have my trustworthy host, who is almost always with me, the long, hairy dick dragon himself. Shane Kosky. Shane, hey. welcome. Thank you. It's good to be back on an episode together on The King of Games once again. Oh, <laughs> they were going to say just in general. I'm like, motherfucker, I well, talk to you all the time. Too. What you <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yes, you're right. We, we, we divided and conquered, and then we've come back through a series of arguably bad decisions, which is the answer to your previous question of how did we get <laughs> here in the first place. That's how... Uh, a lot of good games. We lost a lot, of, a lot of good games out there. And, you know, here we are at the front lines, bare knuckle in it. I was I was going to say the answer to that question also could be copious amounts of alcohol. Speaking about copious amounts of alcohol, I don't know how to transition this because I don't think any any of our other three guests <laughs> really fit into that. But uh, probably I make a lot of dick jokes when drinking copious amounts of alcohol. And that would be a good time to introduce Toby from the Secret Levels podcast. Toby, how are you doing, brother? I am doing quite excellent right now. Quite excellent. I'm very excited about this matchup, too. I figured this would be one right up your alley. So I'm yeah. excited to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And speaking about the alley, the backlog alley, we have Adam from the good, the bad, and the backlog joining us. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm um, bloody oath so good, fair income, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that was I have no idea what sufficiently the fuck you said. Australian. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no what I said idea. either. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, even if it is my court-appointed community service. We're really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. We unlocked our Australian friend, and I think that introduces us to another friend. We're going to unlock the fifth member of this panel. It is Eric from the Unlockables, who left his keyblade behind for <laughs> some brass knuckles. How are you doing, Eric? Pretty good. Sometimes you just got to put down the weapons and get your hands dirty, do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, if I could mark this occasion by quoting the great 21st century American entertainer, Vin Diesel, the thing about street fights is the street always wins. So I'm excited to uh, get to the bottom of this with you guys. So you should, yeah. I, I don't know why, but somehow like I just immediately conflated the Olive Garden slogan with Fast and the Furious. And I can't get that out of my head. It's just Vin Diesel sitting there in a car, and he's like, when you're here, your family. <laughs> a man that size needs unlimited breadsticks. That's all I got to say. <laughs> he does. Mm, especially on the street. Could you imagine how easy it would be to fight the street with them? With yeah. <laughs> it would improve your cardio with all those carbs. It would be yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how bread works. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay. It's, it's bulking season, right? It's something like that. Yeah. Bulk up. Bulk up. <laughs> it's always bulking season for me. Right? Like, who's, who, who are we kidding? 
there's seasons for not being uh, <laughs> that's what i that's uh, what i heard thick, apparently thick i don't know case. that's what i hear a thick oh, or thick voice oh, cool. oh thick i won't i won't do it i, won't, I almost <laughs> did do it. it i won't do it, on, do it we're good here we're good. okay you're loud but we'll move we'll, we'll forward then if you don't <laughs> there it was did it. he didn't hear it because it clipped <laughs> out so bad <laughs> Just heard always at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into this competition here. We're not going to do a high level discussion of these games really about how these games are, or how they're played or what type of games these are, because that has been covered in previous episodes. And if you're just joining for the semifinal episode, hi, welcome. But there are, there's plenty of content before this. You should probably go check that out to find out what's going on here. But if not, hey, that's your choice. But we're not going to talk about that. But what we will talk about is just briefly just kind of how these games got here. And we're going to start with Streets of Rage 2 because it is the challenger. It is lower. It's the seventh seed. So in order to get to this point, Streets of Rage 2 started out against Wolfenstein 3D for the PC. Swept that. Then it went on to Mario Kart and somehow amazingly swept that. Mario Kart's the second seed. I, I thought it got pretty demolished. I'm going to start with Eric. What do you think of Streets of Rage 2's path, especially someone a little bit younger who probably didn't play these games really close to their release or at the release at all? I don't even know if you were born in 1992, to be honest with you. But uh, what do you think of the path these two games got? Well, not these two games, but specifically Streets of Rage 2, especially taking down a game like Mario Kart. Right. So uh, I was alive. I was one. So I have no like conscious memories of those times, except maybe like pooping myself. That might be it. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, to, in, to just articulate on your question a little bit, uh, the path that got here, I didn't actually play Streets of Rage 2 until this tournament. So it was an opportunity for me to, to finally check out this game and play it. Having heard uh, you, a lot of you guys talk about it, how great it was and, and hold it in such high regard. Uh, the path to get here, I, I could see how the case could be made that it could sweep Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, but I think the most surprising thing to to me and probably a lot of us in this tournament was just how easily it, it handed Mario Kart its proverbial ass. I think that was... Uh, surprising, but I think the points in that episode were were well made. And despite the juggernaut that Mario Kart was at the time, uh, it has not aged gracefully at all. It's actually, uh, I mean, I was on the, one of the episodes of Super Mario Kart, and by the time I got done playing it, despite the fact that I advanced it against, I think, Mega Man, uh, I was like, I never want to play Super Mario Kart ever again. So, um, and just having kind of played Streets of Rage 2, I could see, oh yeah, like the game... Streets of Rage 2 is so well made and such a outstanding uh, game in its field in the beat-em-up genre that I could easily see the case being made for it to advance past Mario Kart. And I think that's great, too. I think that having some upsets, having some games that weren't as highly seeded like Mario Kart um, to make it this far is, is, is really great. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see Mario Kart getting its ass handed so much being on that episode. I was even taken aback by that. So let's take a look at Street Fighter 2 our third seed and how it got here. I don't think it's a big surprise. It's the third seed. It, it should be here, right? So the two games it beat out were X-Men, the arcade game, which it swept, and it also swept Contra. And based off where we've gone in this tournament, I'm kind of surprised it did sweep <laughs> Contra uh, just because of how much we've leaned into kind of how good the gameplay is in deciding what advances in this tournament. So I'm going to start with Shane here because I know Contra's wow. your baby. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> what do you think about the path that Street Fighter 2 took to get here? It's a f fucking injustice is what it is. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, you know what? It's it's fair, I think. 
I mean, yes, I think Contra 3 is a fantastic game. I think it's the best Contra game, personally. I know there's some folks out there that like, I think it's like hardcore, I think more than three, but uh, I am not one of those people and they're allowed to be wrong and that's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, gameplay is certainly one thing, but I think in a lot of the decisions that have made, not just in this one, but in previous King of Games showdowns as well, I think legacy is a really big part of it. And while, you know, we talked about Contra and how technically it's still around today, even though it maybe shouldn't be, given given what they've been providing for us lately. Street Fighter's a whole other animal, man. Like, it's its legacy is gigantic. So, nah. I mean, I don't personally like, you know, to see my, to see my boy massacred like that, but uh, I understand it. I get it. I get it. Well, not yet. I'm pro- I might get that <laughs> at the end of this episode. Knowing my, knowing my taste in games, we'll find out. Now, Adam, much like Eric, uh, from my understanding, you're on the younger side from this group. And talking to you offline, you haven't played either of these games before in your life. Well, maybe Street Fighter, but you certainly told me you had never played Streets of Rage 2. But more particular onto Street Fighter, what do you think of the route that Street Fighter took in order to get here? Does it surprise you or anything interesting about it at all or just kind of mundane? Well, thank you for the question, Christopher. Um, It is true that I am quite youthful. Um, (laughs) However, I have played Street Fighter 2 as a kid, surprisingly, and I have memories of it unlike Streets of Rage 2. So, um, frankly, I'm not surprised at all that it is here, given that it has such a big legacy over the other two games, which I have never played and I have never heard of. What is Contra? Who knows? <laughs> it's just a, a vague idea out there somewhere that really niche hipsters like to enjoy. Um, but I've never heard of it, so it doesn't exist to me. I'm not even going to argue with that. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the pleasure. <laughs> No, I know what country is, but I'm not surprised that Street Fighter 2 is there, just given how popular it is across like multimedia in general, not just games. So, yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, actually, I won't tell you what I'm hoping for. We'll see how it turns out. I think that is a good segue to just kick off the criteria. Uh, and that would our first criteria would be personal attachment. But again, if this is your first episode, let me explain what the fuck we're doing here. We are going to be taking four criteria and we're going to be awarding points, sort of, to these games that are competing against each other. So the four criteria are personal attachment, critical and commercial reception, legacy, and which game would we rather play head-to-head today? And we're just award these points to these games, and then we're going to get to the end, and then we're going to say it's whose line is it anyway, which, thanks, Shane, where the points don't really matter. And then we are going to decide which game is going to advance to the finals. So moving right into personal attachment, which is which game we are just obviously more personally attached to, I am going to start out and kick this over to let's let's start with you, Shane. I have a bias towards you. I think the first topic should <laughs> should be your topic. And which game are you more personally attached to? That's honestly really no contest. Um, I'm not gonna be particularly interesting on that one, which I know is a huge selling point for this kind of medium. So I'm glad that you guys have joined us to to listen. So be prepared to be wowed or something. Uh, but I really had no experience with Streets of Rage just in general. When I was growing up, uh, I think that was largely because I don't even think I saw a Genesis except for like one kid I knew in school had one. That was it. And then everybody else had 
you know, Super Nintendos or whatever. And I'm not sure that he even owned Streets of Rage 2. Uh, so there you go. So uh, what I'm saying is I blame that one specific kid. And <laughs> um, having said that, I think if you've listened to our show enough, you also know that uh, I am categorically awful at fighting games. I've tried to not be, and I've failed. So uh, it should say something when, you know, I actually went out of my way to rent Street Fighter 2 for my Super Nintendo um, back in the day. I, I wanted to experience, you know, what, what all, the, all the other cool kids were experiencing. And I'm hoping that all the other cool kids were experiencing getting their ass whooped by like fucking Blanca or something, because like, that's definitely what was happening to me. Um, and I'm just assuming that that's a shared experience, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think all in all, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty clear cut open and shut case for me. Um, if I was going to give my definitely important and critical swing votes somewhere, um, it, it would, it would have to be to, to street fighter just because, it's the only one I really had much exposure to at all. Actually, quite a bit, given how ubiquitous the whole thing was. Yeah, it was, it was really all around. It was almost inescapable during that time. Yeah, for sure. Let's shift it over to one-year-old Eric and <laughs> ask him. What game did game? you shat your pants closest to? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the personal attachment for you, uh, Eric? Well, Shane, the, that would probably be Super Mario World three. I guarantee, I pro or Super Mario <laughs> World actually, not Super Mario World three. Sorry, uh, but anyways, uh, personal attachment. Yeah. Uh, so for Streets of Rage two, none, zero, zilch, nada. Didn't even really know this game existed until a few years ago, and I heard some people talking about it. Uh, honestly, probably either you guys or, or Toby and Goobs, if I'm being 100% honest. Uh, so the only beat-em-up I had really any experience with is uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Turtles in Time. Hell and yeah. I played I played the shit out of that game when I was younger. So uh, I, it wasn't that I just didn't like beat-em-ups. I just never really experienced more than that. And I arguably played the best, my favorite ones. So why would I have to play any other ones? That's a good point. Uh, Street Fighter, however, I, I have a little bit more personal attachment to, I would say, just because I had intersected with it at certain points in time in my life. I remember playing it younger. I remember it playing it in arcades with my friends whenever we'd be in arcades, uh, especially in college. When we go to beer arcades, they'd have Street Fighter arcades and uh, Street Fighter cabinets, and we would just, you know, drink beers and, and beat the shit out of each other. So um, I also weirdly, too, kind of credit Street Fighter 2 uh, with marrying my wife because uh, when I was in college, a girl I was seeing at the time, uh, we were at a beer cade and we were just hanging out with a group of our friends, and she saw the Street Fighter cabinet and she was like, I bet I can beat you. And I'm like, no, you can't. And proceeded to probably <laughs> beat her three or four times. And then three weeks after that, the relationship was over. So I imagine that probably had something to do with it. And now because of that, I'm married <laughs> happily to my current wife. So uh, for that reason alone, personal attachment, Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on that ride with me. <laughs> Street Fighter 2, destroying relationships <laughs> and creating new ones. I'm not going to say no if you step up and challenge me, regardless of whatever our status is. So <laughs> get down. <laughs> It's a good parenting strategy too, you know. Right. We, I've had that discussion with my wife before. She's like, you know, so like when we have kids, like you're gonna, you know, take it easy if you play games with them. Like, no, they'll get crushed. Absolutely, and not. they'll learn that that's what life is. And then play games for thirty plus years to to fake losing. That's right. 
You have to establish dominance. You have to remind them who's in charge. Exactly. <laughs> I've already lost enough to kids and Counter-Strike or some shit. I don't need to lose to my own children. You say that, but as soon as you start beating one of them and they cry for like 20 minutes, then you're going to change the tune because I did that to my <laughs> nephews. I was playing a Mario Kart against them and every time they lost, they would literally chuck a tantrum. So the whole time I was playing after that, I was just driving into a wall being like, wow, you guys are so good. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say too, Shane, you could do the, uh, uh, the Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince hustling pool where you let them win the first one and then just proceed to like wreck their shit the rest of the time. You know, oh, draw them in yeah. for extra hurt. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And you, and you tell them to get their parents' money and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Toby, how about you? Which which game takes personal attachment for yourself? So here's the thing. Uh, Street Fighter 2, the arcade specifically, has a very special place in my heart because for a short time period, <laughs> uh, my parents and I like basically lived at a hotel while our, our house was being finished, and the lobby had Street Fighter 2 in, in their little where they sold cigarettes and shit out of vending machines. So I played that quite a bit, went through a lot of quarters. But Streets of Rage 2, man, that was that's one of the first Sega Genesis games I can remember owning and playing the shit out of. Uh, so it's really, really hard because... <laughs> I've talked about this story on uh, on on previous episodes of Secret Levels, where I used to go to the arcade machine and like trace the characters on the side of the arcade machine because I was just a little shit kid just running around this hotel all the time. So I would I have lots of attachments with Street Fighter Two, just because it's little things like that. But here's the thing, I was terrible at Street Fighter 2. Even when I got a a home console version, I was so bad at it. The computer would always kick my ass. So I I don't remember playing Street Fighter 2 on console even that much. There wasn't that many arcade machines in this little room. There's like four arcade machines, one of them being a Simpsons pinball machine. I think I'm going to have to give it to Streets of Rage 2 just because I have more attachment. Anytime friends would come over, we'd try to play through it. I, I always liked playing a skate as a kid because he was a kid just like me. Like, we're the same. I can do these cool skate fighting moves, too. That's what it was in my head. So I think the uh, personal attachment, I think, goes to Streets of Rage. I had to make sure I was saying the right streets. <laughs> all streets. I almost wanted to just say Rage or Fighter. Right. Yeah. Because. <laughs> it, it, they might be easier because as I start to say streets, I'm like, which one am I going <laughs> to say? My, my, my brain is like, you're going to fuck it up. Just say one we'll of them. Say, we'll cares? just say Bare Knuckle or Street Fighter. Yeah, I was going to say, just start calling yeah. it Bare Knuckle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. How about you, Adam? Um, let's see. So similar to Shane, I never had a Sega. Sorry. Sega console in my household. You know you honestly say it funny. You can say Sega. <laughs> we never had a Sega in our household. Not one, ever. So um, I've never played Streets of Rage 2. In fact, I didn't even know it existed until recently. Um, I think I'd heard the name before, but just dismissed it as like, oh, it's just some random beat em up. Um, so uh, just to clarify, I have since played it. So it's not like I'm coming into this show having not played it at all. But when I was a kid, uh, my neighbor's or friends of the family had a Super Nintendo like we did, but they had Street Fighter 2. So every time we would go over their house, it would be like a two-player thing. And they were like the kind of friends of the family that you grow up with. Like they had a son my age and an older son that was my sister's age. So 
we were like paired up and um, not like that. God, that sounds filthy. <laughs> well, <laughs> <you> know, what? <laughs> when you say paired up, it makes it sound like it's an arranged marriage or something. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> in my mind. So I would hang out with the other guy and then my sister would hang out with the other guy and then we'd play Street, Street Fighter 2. And then when this guy's older brother would play against him, he would beat the shit out of him to the point where he would chuck a tantrum and like throw controls and stuff. So I found it really interesting and fun. And that's a pivotal childhood memory to me. So even though I never owned Street Fighter 2, it has a place in my memories because of that. And so I'll have to give it to Street Fighter 2. So, I mean, I guess Street Fighter 2 is, is taking the category here before I get to my vote. And I'm, I, you know what? It's going to be interesting because I think people have heard me say before, and this is kind of going to go back to what Mario Kart was like for me, is even though I, I sit here and I think Streets of Rage 2 is the greatest game of all time. I've said this. I love this game. Everyone knows that. If I go back and I think about like my time with video games and what kind of genre defined a lot of my formative years of of video games it's fighting games and why is it fighting games because i played a lot of street fighter 2 i street fighter 2 was the game that got me hyped in 1992 and every single version of street fighter 2 was the version i continue to play and i had streets of rage 2 i had a sega genesis it was the first genesis game that i personally owned not played but personally had and i played a ton of it so I have a lot of attachment there, too, especially today. Uh, it can't be your favorite game. You can't have a game that's your favorite game and not be personally attached to it. But if I'm going by, by like, total nostalgia, yeah, Street Fighter 2 is definitely something that uh, is definitely a game I remember fondly on the Super Nintendo because I don't remember seeing it in arcade all that much because I didn't go to the arcades that often. So having it in my house, being part of that hype train, being part of that social phenomenon... Yeah, that personal attachment's really there, and I can I can tell you every single move of every single combatant, and I can hear the song from every single one of those world warriors and tell you exactly who it's who it's for. As and as much as I love Streets of Rage two, the personal attachment's going to go to Street Fighter two for me. That is surprising. I'm surprised as this, well. Yeah, it's the same thing for Mario Kart that I did in the previous episode, too. It's like, hey, I, I played it with my dad, and those are memories you really can't take away as much mm -hmm. as I love the other games. So it's all about those memories that are embedded there. But that means that Street Fighter 2 takes personal attachment 4 to 1, and that means we are going to be moving into probably what many people have criticized as the most useless category, but I still think it's important for discussion, <laughs> and that is critical and commercial reception. And just pretty much how this game was received, how it sold, and everything like that. So, uh, briefly to get into it, I think we've all heard it before, but just for the sake of establishing some things, we'll do Street Fighter II first. Uh, in terms of sales, it sold an estimated 6.3 million units worldwide. This is for the Super Nintendo. It is the fifth best-selling game on the Super Nintendo of all time, and the best-selling third-party game on the system. The second best third-party game on the Super Nintendo in terms of total sales is Street Fighter 2 Turbo with 4.1 million sales. So, yeah, pretty big fucking deal. Uh, it was the second best-selling game of 1992 overall, only behind Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And this was all when it was selling for $75 in 1992 bucks, which is roughly $140 to day. Uh, it was also Capcom's best-selling game in their entire portfolio up until 2013 when Resident Evil 5 outsold it 
That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's, it's impressive that Resident Evil 5 outsold it, but sorry, go on. That's more That's more what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the games, it's Resident Evil I'm 5. I'm sorry to like the very specific people in our community that really like RE5, but really? <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I liked it. I, I'm one of those. <laughs> you can like it. I just think it's surprising that it was that game of all games. Right. It's yeah, better than Street Fighter. It took that long. Okay, okay, that's fair, yeah. that's fair. Uh, moving on to Streets of Rage 2, like, finding exact numbers was pretty difficult. Uh, there's anecdotes that sold about 3.6 million units, with uh, 2.8 million of those just in North America alone, uh, while it sold, like, dirt in Japan with about only 90,000, and that's because, of course, the Mega Drive didn't sell at all in Japan. In fact, it was, like, relegated to third place behind the PC Engine. What is impressive about uh, Streets of Rage 2 in terms of its critical and commercial reception in terms of sales is that it has supposedly sold over 2 million units on the PS3 and Xbox 360 as of 2020 with 1.5 million of those sales on the PS3. And that's just the standalone release, not the compilation release. So years after release is still selling gangbusters. It debuted at number two on the UK start charts when it came out in 1992. But in terms of total sales, it's, it's it doesn't really rank anywhere if you want to put it that way. Now, in terms of both of these games, Critical Reception, they were both reviewed really well. I don't think Streets of Rage 2 has any Game of the Years, but Street Fighter 2 certainly does, where you see Game of the Year from uh, EGM, Game Informer, the the ultimate, legitimate, and true source of credible legitimacy. Uh, the Chicago Tribune <laughs> gave it the Game of the Year. And uh, Nintendo Power gave Street Fighter 2 the Game of the Year, over Zelda. I don't know how long we're going to spend on that topic, so uh, we're probably going to make this short. I'm going to start this off with Eric. Eric, what's your choice for the critical and commercial reception category? Do you want a, a long winding spiel, or do you just want me to get out of the way? Because uh, Whatever you feel like doing, because um, I don't think this is going to be very long. Yeah, so I, I think just to, just to kind of say a couple things here, uh, I was actually surprised doing the research on, on Streets for H2 is how, like, well received and acclaimed it was at the time and and especially i think for for sega too it was an important game for them uh however i i, I think and i don't think critical or commercial reception is like the worst category i think if we're, if you're going to look at a game you have to look at it from every angle and that includes the the critical commercial reception but uh, it does tend to produce some of the more like one-sided matchups when it comes to, sc to scoring these games in this tournament so uh, i mean uh, for me critical commercial reception is going to go to streets of rage 2 um, streets <laughs> street fighter 2 sorry uh streets <laughs> how, how, so fun <laughs> some fun drinking game for everybody at home every time we fuck up which one we say just take a drink and see how messed up you are at the end of this episode um mm -hmm. yeah no it's street fighter 2 i just think that uh the game was so successful that they remade it and like how many times like three four times the turbo champion edition like uh, yeah that's absolutely ridiculous it became a meme yeah before memes were a thing it, it did the it did the sony ps5 remakes before they were even doing that so i mean it's it's just absolutely ridiculous how much and i think too the stat was like this game was like the third like highest grossing game of all time thanks to the arcades it made like something like 10 billion dollars 17 billion adjusted for inflation so i just really it was up and down for me the tipping point was the chicago tribune like chris said so uh, uh that's fair yeah <laughs> which has shown up in a couple of of episodes 
episodes this tournament, especially I think in the Zelda tournament we mentioned it. Yeah, or the Zelda yeah. episode. Why I was the on fuck Shane. was yeah. the Chicago <laughs> Tribune so involved in video game journalism <laughs> in like the early '90s? Who very, was working there? I don't know. Very surprised, but I kind of want to see if I can find that guy and have him on the show. Uh, be very interesting, <laughs> or maybe like a guest judge for whatever whatever uh, year we do next next year. Yeah, there you um, go. Mm. But yeah, it's it's Street Fighter Two. I've rambled on long enough. There's just one guy really trying to be a tryhard. He's like, I just really want to work for Nintendo Power. Yeah. <laughs> Never I'm only at the Tribune. Him. Damn, stuck in the fucking frozen Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do fluff pieces about people's fucking dogs. <laughs> Toby, what do you think? I think this one's pretty simple. Uh, which one commercial commercial success? Which one had TV shows, cartoons, movies, uh, action figures, like outside of the realm of just the, the video game? So... I mean, this one's real simple. Like you said, all the remakes of Street Fighter 2, the countless remakes. Uh, I, th- I think commercial success is just that, Street Fighter 2. I mean, it's it's got, like I said, action figures. It's Streets of Rage didn't have any kind of cool, like, extras where you could get excited about. No merchandise of any kind that I know of. There might have been, but it, it never reached me. But got plenty of movies and whatnot with Street Fighter I'll even, uh, I'll go next here, and I have to pretty much agree with everything that Eric and Toby have said so far. I think to to Streets of Rage credit, if you want to have any sort of angle in there, is that it continues to sell millions of copies in its original form, uh, well in, well beyond release, whereas I think with Street Fighter 2, uh, if you're playing Street Fighter 2, you're not playing the World Warriors. You're playing Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or uh, the HD remix or some variation of it. You're not playing the original SNES version that I don't think anyone would. Uh, I mean, that's debatable because when we did our street fighter two episode on, on our podcast, I think both Shane and tiger said they, they appreciated more of the slower speed. I won't, I won't put words in Shane's mouth cause we'll get to him in a second, of course, but it's like, they like the slower speed and more basic format of things. So, I mean, that doesn't mean it's inferior or superior. Uh, it just means it's the original in its own format. And also, like, when you talk about Streets of Rage 2, there's there's people out there, not just myself, that say it's the best game for the Genesis. There's a lot of people that will talk about what the best game for the Super Nintendo is, and I'm not sure that any of them are going to say the original Street Fighter 2. They may say it's the most important, one of the more important ones, uh, but it's I don't think they'll say it's the best one. I think we'll get to that later, maybe in head-to-head to a degree. But... When you talk about a game that sort of swung the momentum back in Nintendo's favor, because at this point, especially in the West, not so much in Japan, but in the West, North America and Europe, Sega was kicking the shit out of Nintendo. And this is one of those games that turned the tide for the Super Nintendo. It got it. it, it, They bundled it with the UK systems because it was so interesting. It got systems into people's homes when they're like i'm tired of mario i want to go fast with sonic and they're like well can you play street fighter on your genesis and they're like well no like well then come over and play the super nintendo and millions of people did and i think just on that fact alone i got to give it to street fighter too i mean beyond what you can think about what's happening now the impact that street fighter 2 had on the super nintendo in 1992 is is undeniable. In fact, it probably even helped out the arcade get better, as Tiger has said in his episodes. Even though the arcade came out in 1991, and we're not really specifically talking about the arcade release, you can talk about it because the Super Nintendo version in and of itself is commercial, like, it's commercial success 
made people want to go back to the arcade and put more quarters in the arcade from what they'd learned on the Super Nintendo. It gave them that confidence to do that. So it brought renewed life to the arcade machine itself, which really didn't need it because it was doing well enough on its own. But it really expounded on how successful that was. So, yeah, as I already said, my votes for Street Fighter 2. And uh, we'll roll over to Adam. Adam, what's your pick for this? Well, I don't think I can say much that you guys haven't already said because it's kind of a one-sided category, I think, specifically in this case. So it's got to be Street Fighter 2. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'll have a lot more things to say when it comes to legacy. So I'm saving my stuff for then. I guess that leaves Shane in this very anticlimactic criteria once again. Mm. So Shane, yes. what's your pick for this? I mean, I feel like I'm almost obligated to say Streets of Rage 2 just because, but... Uh, <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, oh, that's just so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, yeah, it's... You are you guys already articulated all of this very well, um, so I don't think there's too much more for me to cover. It's, it's absolutely Street Fighter. I mean... That that one fact alone that it was something that they pivoted to as the pack-in title, that they even chose to do that over Mario speaks volumes in and of itself. That they're just like, oh, this this is actually going to move more units than L- Mario. So even just that fact by itself, I think, is is pretty indicative of of you know how huge um it was and how well received it was but yeah it's it's absolutely street fighter so in an unsurprising sweep mm. i think uh street fighter 2 takes the critical and commercial reception five to nothing and street fighter 2 so far sounds like it's on a roll but we'll see how this shapes up for streets of rage 2 when we get into legacy and it's head to head after this quick break so go ahead grab a drink sit back And we will be back after this quick musical interlude. See you in a few. Welcome back. I hope you're ready for the second half of our criteria here. We're going to be getting into some legacy, going to be getting in some head-to-head. And, of course, we are continuing to talk about Streets of Rage 2 and Street Fighter 2 or some amalgamation of those words because we can't get it right. And that's okay because we know what we are talking about. But let's get into this game's legacy. And to kick this one off, Adam, you were talking about how you had a lot to say about Legacy or you wanted to save it for Legacy. So I'm going to kick this over to you. Which okay. which game takes your Legacy? Well, that has to be Street Fighter 2, without a doubt. And the reason why is because when you go to conventions and stuff, you don't exactly see people dressing up as characters from Streets of Rage 2. I mean, you show up, there's always going to be like 15 Chun-Li's and... A couple of overweight Zangieves somewhere <laughs> with a big tuft of fake chest hair and stuff. So, I mean, nobody dresses up as um, Blaze and Skate, I think. I mean, I maybe they, they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially Blaze. She's got some tits. <laughs> Chun-Li's got the thighs. Blaze has got the tits. She does, indeed. <laughs> um, especially but, more than Skate. 
Yeah, true. It's, skate is very flat chested. Quite a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, specifically, I want to highlight Zangief because he has become an international sex symbol for the homosexuals and the bears and the muscle bears and basically every big, bulky, hairy homo has at some point jerked off to Zangief or found him attractive or has like cosplayed as them or watched animated Zangief hentai porn or something <laughs> like that. He has become a sex symbol above all of the other characters. Probably, I mean, more people probably joke off to Chun-Li, but as like a just a numbers thing. But I think most people are more passionate about Zangief. Take that away from the homos and they will riot. <laughs> and that is my argument. Wow. <laughs> you know, the Zangief oh. being a giant bear argument was not on my bingo card, <laughs> but like, hey, no. I'm, I'm here for it. I'll take arguments I didn't expect for 500, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you brought me here is I needed to have a unique perspective. And my perspective <laughs> is that Zangief uh, makes me hard. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I think that's that's almost enough to just end this. I was going to say, now. can we just shut it down? down? I feel like <laughs> there it is. You know, what I could probably I could probably expand on that even further by saying that when I was a kid, I saw Street Fighter 2 or just the Street Fighter movie on TV, and I think that was somewhat of a sexual awakening for me. So, and that's with Ralph Julia, yeah, I can see. That. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> all of them even hey, uh for you it was a sexual damn. awakening for m bison it was just a tuesday <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. god bless that movie all right so b i don't know how you're going to follow that up but <laughs> what's your pick I, for legacy i, 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 I yeah i don't i don't have any kind of cool follow-up on that anything i say is going to be uh is not going to follow it's like the headliner went first in this one. Uh, legacy. I mean, the argument of of cosplayers and stuff. I think that's very fair. I think uh, uh, the legacy of of the collections that always get put out. Like I know we get Streets of Rage on every Sega Genesis collection, but we have Street Fighter Two um, also being on a lot of these. Uh, wasn't it on the Sega Genesis Mini? Yes, Championship Edition, yeah. So, I mean, we still get a ton of Street Fighter 2 compilations alongside with Streets of Rage 2. So, <sighs> Legacy, I mean, look, we there was just a quote. We just we just quoted the movie. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like Street <laughs> Fighter 2 has a better legacy. I think everything that's happened with Streets of Rage over the years of of is there going to be a new game? The game's falling through. It gets changed to a different project. I don't think that the legacy has been really um, a great legacy for Streets of Rage. Yes, we've gotten Streets of Rage 4 here in the last couple of years, but there's constantly been Street Fighter stuff in the gamer's eyes more often. You know, we, we have something Street Fighter every couple of years. Isn't there, didn't they, didn't they just announce a new Street Fighter game? Yeah, crazy? Street Fighter 6. Yeah, 6. They just had the beta for yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we're still getting, every couple of years, we get something Street Fighter related. Even if it's just a remastered, re-release, this or that, hyper, extra, super, ultra, mega, whatever the fuck they put on it, that we still get more. Uh, and I think it's just it's just more recognizable characters. 
I think people, you show you show most gamers at a convention uh, the Streets of Rage characters. They're probably you'll get a lot of them that know just because they're at a video gaming convention and we got a bunch of nerds. But I still feel like you'll have people be like, "Yeah, I don't know what game those characters are from." Like if you took Max from Streets of Rage and just showed someone that sprite and said, "Tell me what game this is from." I bet a lot of people would be like, you know what? It looks familiar, but I just can't place it because it's not they're not memorable characters. Or if you say Mr. X, if you have a Mr. X sprite and show someone, people won't recognize it. You show M. Bison, everyone's like, oh, that's that's fucking M. Bison. So I think uh, Legacy has to go for Street Fighter 2. <laughs> think about that one. Okay. Had, to, had to think about which, which street it was. I'm going to go next for Legacy here. And I'm going to I'm going to try and bring a different angle into this argument that I'm hearing so far. We're like, yeah, Street Fighter 2 and everyone is like all these things about Street Fighter and th all the games coming out for the next Street Fighter. It's it's Street Fighter 2. There was a game before Street Fighter that established this series. So when they're like, yeah, like Street, Street Fighter 2 set everything up. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But like it's it's a sequel much like Streets of Rage 2 is also a sequel. So their basis, their foundation does lie in another game. So for 92, I'm, I'm looking at the Super Nintendo release compared to Streets of Rage 2, which is the Sega Genesis release. Because look, Street Fighter 2, big, big deal on the Super Nintendo. That's why this game is here. I think that's what most people I think today really associate it with. But Street Fighter 2 came out in 1991. So this I'm looking at this as the Super Nintendo exclusive release here and how it translates over to uh, against Streets of Rage 2. And that aspect in terms of legacy, Streets of Rage 2 today is, as I said earlier, considered to be one of the best games for the Sega Genesis. Full stop, period. If there's any game that you're going to tell most people to go back and to play on your Sega Genesis who've never played a Sega Genesis before, you tell them Streets of Rage 2. If I told you to go back and play a game on the Super Nintendo, I'm not telling anyone to play Street Fighter 2. And if I am telling them to play Street Fighter 2, it's not the original one. I'm telling you to tell them to play Street Fighter 2 Turbo or Super Street Fighter 2. It's not the original. And I think all of us know why. You have less characters. You have less moves. It's slower. All these things. You're going to want to give people the full breadth of options now street of rage 2 doesn't have any remakes doesn't have any remixes it doesn't have anything like that it has persevered throughout its entire time and i don't want to i don't want to downplay streets of street fighter 2's legacy just because it's on the super nintendo just because we're talking about the super nintendo version because i do think its popularity when it came home really showed what you could do with an arcade translation of a fighting game. I don't think we have Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat 2 being that successful on a console if Street Fighter 2 doesn't come over and have a delivery from the arcade translation that it got. I, in fact, if you look at a lot of arcade games that came out that don't have home conversions, home ports that were good arcade games, even if they did have ports to a home console, if that port wasn't good, a lot of those games are forgotten. Like the X-Men X Men arcade game, I think by and large by the general public, general public, not us, not nerds, but the general public, they don't remember the X-Men arcade game, but they remember Mortal Kombat. They remember Street Fighter 2. Why? Because that was in your home. That was something you could play. So that legacy, I don't want to downplay. It really showed what you could do in an arcade that you could bring the arcade experience home and you didn't have to spend $600 on a fucking Neo Geo. I think that's a, that's a critical point that really powered through 
that time. But I think it also ties in to commercial reception that this this did turn the tide in some favor of the console wars where Streets of Rage 2 didn't. But I more look at it today in terms of its current legacy. I think the base game itself, when I'm comparing the Super Nintendo version to Streets of Rage 2, Streets of Rage 2 holds the higher legacy. I think it has a bigger legacy because people will still tell you that this is the game you need to play from that era, that this is still one of the best games of the 16-bit era. If And if you're a retro gamer, a lot of us I won't say a lot of us, but there is a significant portion that think this is one of the best games of all time. I don't think that's the same for the Super Nintendo version. I think more people are going to point you in the direction of the arcade version, which is entirely fair, and that the Super Nintendo version did drive people back there, but they are separate games. And that's why I'm saying I know I'm kind of using a technicality, probably more just to for the sake of entertainment, but my pick for Legacy is going to be Streets of Rage 2. Moving on from that, I'm going to kick it over to Eric. What's your What's your pick for Legacy? I'm kind of glad you brought up that distinction because when I was, you know, playing the game and doing my research and all those sort of things, I was like, and just kind of listening to some other episodes in this tournament and kind of understanding the way we were supposed to like argue and debate things. That was something that I really considered. I was making all these points. I'll be like, yeah, but like we're focusing specifically like on the Super Nintendo version. Like where, how does that kind of shake up the arguments that are supposed to be made in Street Fighter 2's favor versus Streets of Rage 2. And I would I would agree with Chris that uh, it, it, there's something to be said when, you know, somebody tells you, hey, like, what is the best game on this specific console? And for Streets of Rage 2 to hold that distinction for its console is not something that I think you can easily, easily knock from it. Uh, uh, that being said, I was going to kind of take the angle, and I'm glad Chris brought it up in his argument too, that uh, the success of the Super Nintendo port did drive people back into the arcades and it's for that reason a lot of people consider the street fighter 2 extended the life of the arcade you know in the early 90s based on my understanding my one-year-old brain understanding the arcades were kind of dwindling down and dying with the explosion and dominance that nintendo and sega had on the home console markets and for this game to come out and all of a sudden people to be you know driven back into the arcades and then be able to get their hands on a console a copy of it that they could arguably get better and, and some of the skills would translate back into the arcade you know the the games in history that have like single-handedly like saved or like extended uh, a certain medium's life cycle it, are very very few uh the only ones i can think of off the top of my head are, are pokemon extending the life of the game boy probably longer than it should have um so i mean and just thinking about how Street Fighter 2 is is viewed and, you know, mechanically, it, it sets so many precedents for fighting games going forward uh, based on a, some kind of combo system that even wasn't technically like supposed to be in the game, but they left it in there because they're like, oh, it'd be cool for like people to experiment with this. And that has become so ubiquitous with fighting every single fighting game that's come out since then. I just I just think even looking at technicalities being like, yes, it's the Super Nintendo one. I just think that. Street Fighter 2's legacy is just is is too too big. So for for that reason, I'm gonna pick Street Fighter 2. And that leaves us with Shane to just do cleanup duty. Which game gets the legacy pick from you? You know, uh, I I do appreciate that you brought up sort of that like counterpoint because I think it is valid uh, regarding Streets of Rage 2. But I just I don't know, man. Like my brain can't escape just how huge of a legacy street fighter has and while we are talking about two games that are sequels and this is something that has come up um a number of times actually in these king of games uh matchups 
about like whether or not the sequel is really the influential thing or if it was the first game that kind of set the stage. In Street Fighter 2's case, I think Street Fighter 2 itself laid the foundation for this this series' entire legacy. The reason anyone knows who the characters from this game are is because of this game. Now, and you could make that argument like you're saying that like, well, yeah, but if you're going to go back and play this, you're not going to play this one. You're going to play Turbo or something like that, which is fair. But I think it's less about that and more about like what established the legacy. And to me, it 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 is the first iteration of, of Street Fighter 2. Because let's be real, nobody gives a fuck about Street Fighter from 1987. That game's terrible. So it's I mean, really bad. <laughs> so nobody gives a shit about that. And so it's it's clearly Street Fighter 2 is the one that made it so that even even the the non-hyper nerds like us, you know, can go and recognize like, oh, that's that guy from that fighting game. Like, even if they don't know exactly what it is, like the fact that it's a part of the cultural consciousness, I think in and of itself speaks to just how giant a legacy street fighter 2 has created so now i i I still have to give this to street fighter 2 although i will give you credit for giving giving me pause on that one because when you brought up that argument i was like oh well you know fucking maybe he's right and so i had to think about it i'm kind of glad you let me go last this time so give me a chance to really think it through but i i still gotta stick with my initial my initial gut instinct on that one Okay, moving on to head to head. Uh, what game would we rather play today? And uh, for this one, I'll start out with myself because I don't think it's shocking about everything I've ever said about Streets of Rage 2, which is this is my favorite game of all time. So if I said I'd rather play Street Fighter 2 today, I am completely full of shit and you should never trust anything I say ever. So I think that's that's really the key reason here. Uh, I, I could break it down just briefly because I think all of you are probably going to have more surprising choices because I don't know where you sit on this and I haven't heard your opinion on either of these games either. But I just think that, you know, the original Street Fighter 2, especially on the Super Nintendo, is kind of rough. Even if you go to the arcade games, street uh, fighting games have come a long, long way since Street Fighter 2, even though they did really, like, Street Fighter 2 did establish the entire basis of what it means to be a fighting game. Even on the Super Nintendo, the down-to-forward motion on a D-pad wasn't something that was really established yet because that was really all in the arcade. And that ease of motion that you do at the home uh, on your Super Nintendo pad, that that was extremely significant and how efficiently they did that. But in terms of an actual gameplay experience, how smooth it is, how easily you can play it, uh, how good it looks, the fluidity to it. Uh, I mean, the music's pretty much a wash because Street Fighter 2's music's fucking phenomenal. But other than that, like in every single every single aspect I would have to say, like, Streets of Rage 2 is the game I'd rather sit down and play today for just a multitude of reasons. And again, if I'm going to say it's my favorite game of all time, I said something different. I, I don't know what to tell you, but it wouldn't be genuine. It'd be a complete and total lie. So I got to start out with that. I'm going to go back and turn it over to someone who's never played Streets of Rage 2 after I just gushed about it and hand it over to Adam and ask him, which game would he rather play today, head-to-head? Um, let's see here. I have played Streets of Rage 2 as of like a couple of weeks ago. So 
I'm exposed to it now. But I also went back and played Street Fighter 2 for the first time since I was a kid. And oh, fighting games have come a long way, a long, <laughs> long way. It fucking sucked. I uh, hated it every second of it. The only reason why I finished one round of the arcade thing is because I was playing a Zangief. But I then tried um, Streets of Rage 2 and I played a couple of levels of it and quit because I hated it. So if you've listened to the Final Fantasy V episode, you know I hate beat-em-ups because I shit on fucking Turtles in Time and I stand by that. But I got some good advice from you, Chris, about how to properly play it because I was playing as Max, who is like the big muscle dude because, of course... I mean, yeah. look at me. That's so, so me. <laughs> um, and then I uh, quickly decided, oh no, and then I got the advice from you, Chris, and then I went back and played as Blaze and had a much better time with it. So much so that I got almost to the, to the end, maybe. I don't know, like three quarters of the way. And uh, it was okay. I mean, I don't like beat-em-ups. But if I had the choice between playing Street Fighter 2 again, which was painful, or getting back into Streets of Rage 2, I would definitely pick Streets of Rage 2. And um, there are just some things about the game, though, that really irk me, but it's things I could overlook that I couldn't overlook in Turtles in Time when we played that ages ago. So Streets of Rage 2 is my answer. Back to you <laughs> in the studio. Okay. <laughs> I wish I had a studio. Um. Uh... Next, I'm going to turn this over to a beat-em-up aficionado. I'm going to turn this over to Shane, because I know you love Turtles in Time. So we are having a beat-em-up here, and it's a fighting game which you have you know, loudly voiced your displeasure for. So I'm curious, which game would you rather play head-to-head today? Did you refer to... Uh, you, did you say beat-em-up aficionado? <laughs> I thought you were talking about someone else. I was like, oh, cool. I can sit here and chill for another like 15 minutes. What? Yeah. I mean, yes. Okay. Turtles in time. That's it. It's one game. (laughs) I'm good at that game. I don't think I count that as being an aficionado, but I appreciate the moniker. It's enough in my book. Nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, well, it's because it's an amazing game and, you know, people can be wrong about it. And again, that's okay. (laughs) Uh but I mean, yeah, this this one's easy, man. Like, honestly, even if it was like if we were talking about Street Fighter 2 Sir Super Turbo Thighmaster Edition or whatever, like I still wouldn't. That's the Chun-Li one, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I still would choose Streets of Rage 2. Uh, to me, that's that's a way more enjoyable experience simply because, yeah, I, I I'm. terrible at fighting games they're not fun for me like and i've never gotten the appeal i've never gotten the draw and i think part of that is because the real draw is to play against other people in like a live setting and have that you know competition going on and a i never really went to the arcades to do that and b that's not really my play style that's why i'm much more into you know like rpgs or what have you because I'm just not really a competitive gamer in that way. And so fighting games have never appealed to me. So yeah, I would absolutely sit down and just punch my way through some some streets raging. That's that's my take. All right. I'm I'm actually not surprised by that. I I didn't think you would be. No, because I know you hate fighting games. Yeah. But they're terrible. I'm gonna move on. Yeah. Well, no, but <laughs> I, I know you think so. I do. But I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to Eric here. Eric. Which one of these games would you rather play head-to-head today? 
Well, I'm, I'm officially in the, in the same corner as Shane as uh, Turtles in Time was like really my only experience with with a beat em up. And uh, I specifically just like to bring up I was barred from that episode because there'd be too much bias on it if I was included. So uh, the one episode I actually wanted to be on for the tournament was the one episode that I was not allowed to be on. So uh, take that as you, you, you will. Can blame, you can blame me for that one because <laughs> putting me on it effectively kicked you out. I think Chris specifically told me that he's like, if you're on that with Shane, that will not be fair and i was just like well you know it, it, but I, I digress i will not weird how that turned out <laughs> <laughs> um but no i so in my uh despite my youthful appearance uh i, I am getting up there in the years uh, as they pass and uh if if i'm picking a game to play today i, I tried so hard <laughs> in th- multiple times in my life to get into to fighting games whether it was street fighter or uh, i picked up a couple of the soul calibers when they came out or even more recently dragon ball fighters i I'd wanted so bad to to be a person who was good at fighting games but i am not good at fighting games and uh, i get too angry when i compete against people and i was just thinking i was like i the idea of having to play against somebody in a live setting in an arcade or sitting next to me on the couch was so unappealing that I was just like, I just don't want to do this. It would make me mad. I have enough things in my life to be mad about. I don't need to be mad about this. Uh, Streets of Rage 2 was an enjoyable experience through and through, through my multiple playthroughs of it. I, I just, uh, compared to the beat-em-ups I've played, which is one, uh, even though I think Turtles in Time is fantastic. Um, it's Streets the only are, one you need. That's what I'm saying. I I, I, I agree. But I, it was just, it was fun to play. I was I mean, shocked. except for this one that we're talking about today, maybe. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was shocked at how well it controlled and how great the music was and how awesome the art style and art direction was and just how much f- I, I went into this expecting it just to be like another beat em up from the 90s. And I was shocked at how much fun I had uh, that kept me playing it the last couple of weeks, even though I was going to be like, oh, I'll do like two or three playthroughs and just be done. And uh, of course, with some expert coaching from Chris, who I was like, yo, I'm playing this. And he's like, OK, well, if pick these characters first couple playthroughs, then, you know, do these certain combos made it way more enjoyable. So uh, I'm raging in the streets as well. I'm, I'm full rage. Raging, so raging hard on <laughs> rage too. <laughs> Speaking of being rageful, and maybe this is more of the beat 'em up and uh, aficionado here. We're going to turn it over to Toby here and see what his pick would be for which game he would rather play head to head. So, Toby, what you got? Well, you know, there was an interesting point made earlier about uh, well, if you're going to pick, uh, if you were going to pick a top five games for Sega Genesis and a top five games for Super Nintendo. Uh, or, or me, anyways. I don't think Street Fighter Two would fall on either console for, or even in the top ten, even. Uh, so that was a very interesting point that I hadn't thought about. Street Fighter Two. I feel like with with my friends, uh, I was always better at the fighting games. I'm not good at fighting games, but out of my friend group, I was always better at the fighting games. But we always leaned more towards beat-em-ups because, you know, it's kind of one-sided. And I still think I I, I feel like that today. Like, I wouldn't want to play Street Fighter 2 with my kids because, well, like you said, you got to throw the match. You got to throw it to make it fun for them. But Streets of Rage, you're teaming up. You're, you're besides accidentally hitting each other, like, let go of me. Don't, like, you got to push the button. Jump, jump <laughs> away. Don't hang on to me and, and throw me. Uh, besides that, I, I think like it's a fun multiplayer game for everyone to not just be one-sided matches all the time. 
Uh, obviously, I'm going to go with Streets of Rage 2, but I just think that it is interesting to say, like, well, you pick top 10 for each console, and I don't think Street Fighter 2 would fall in the top for either console. So uh, Streets of Rage definitely, Streets of Rage 2 specifically, falls in the probably top five Sega Genesis games for me. So I'd much, much rather play that anytime over Street Fighter 2. Now, if we were starting to bring up like games later on down the line, Street Fighter 4 or uh, Mortal Kombat 9, like, you know, you start bringing up other games. But yeah, out of these two, I think Streets of Rage 2 is always going to win it. All right. So that gives a that gives a elusive sweep to Streets of Rage 2, and it's the only category it took. And just to recap the criteria so far, for personal attachment, 4 to 1 goes to Street Fighter 2. For critical and commercial reception, it's Street Fighter 2, 5 to nothing. For legacy, 4 to 1, Street Fighter 2. And in head-to-head, it's 5 to nothing for Streets of Rage 2. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to be talking about which game is going to be advancing to the finals. Do all these criteria add up to a Street Fighter 2 sweep? Or are we going to see the plucky underdog at the 7th seed take one down based off the preference and gameplay alone? Stay tuned and find out. Welcome back to the King of Games 1992, and we are going to wrap this episode up by discussing which one of these games is going to head into the finals. Now, if one of these games, well, one of these, if one of these games, one of these games is going to go down and be snuffed out and be left bloody in a pool in the streets, whether it was from being rageful from one of Secret Level's rage meters, or it was just a regular Street Fighter that got beat up. It's, it's going to get left behind, but it does have an opportunity to get that sweet, sweet third place prize against whatever game it's going to go up against. But it is time to send one of these games home. We're going to pick one of these, and I'm going to start out with, once again, my favorite host in the entire world. Shane, what is your pick for which game is going to advance to the finals for the King of Games 1992? I thought you were going to throw a curveball there for a second and call somebody else <laughs> my favorite host toby it's almost adam it's almost adam you've been fired shane this is on air god finally i'm free oh man you know i mean i i won't say what i think we say on literally every one of these which is that it's a tough decision um because i think they all are increasingly so right as we get further and further down the line and I was going back and forth on this one quite a bit, actually, even though, you know, admittedly, I don't have a lot of personal investment in either of these games advancing necessarily. Uh, so I guess in that regard, they're sort of on even footing. Um, but there was one thing in particular that I, that I picked up on in kind of, you know, poking through some of the background information for both these games prior to doing this episode that kind of was the tipping point, I think. Um, and it's strange to put it just on one thing in particular, but 
it, it just it it gets stuck in my brain and I can't overlook it. And that is that during the development of Streets of Rage 2, um, Ayano and Yuzo Kushiro, so respectively the lead graphic designer and the lead music composer for the game, went on record as saying that they took a lot of inspiration from a certain a certain game, a certain arcade cabinet that they had installed at their offices. And that game happened to be Street Fighter 2. So that, along with all the other stuff that we've talked about, if we have to say of these two games, which one is most representative of the year 1992? What what was the the biggest you know influence when you when you think of 92? What do you think of? It it, it has to be Street Fighter. Like, don't get me wrong, Streets of Rage 2 is is a fantastic game, and I'm not even despite what Chris might tell you, I am not necessarily a beat 'em up aficionado. I just I I like turtles. I can pretend. That's it. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> Um, so I don't have a whole lot of like, you know, street cred, no pun intended in, in that, in that regard at all. Um, but even I know the streets of rage two is a fantastic fucking game. The fact that there are so many people out there that will just unequivocally say like, yeah, this is the best game for the Genesis bar none. It's probably one of the best games ever is a huge deal. But the, the fact that that game that a lot of people point to as like, oh, this is one of the best ones ever. It was so heavily inspired by literally the one that we're putting it up against and the fact that Street Fighter 2 is just so ubiquitous that even, as we said, normal people who aren't weird and play a lot of video games like we do still recognize this game and the characters that come from it. And of course, it gave us the the beautiful cinematic masterpiece that was also... Uh, Raul Julia's last work before he left this earth before his time. The man was a national treasure. Uh, and then I guess Jean-Claude Van Damme was there too, but he was like on Coke for the whole thing. So that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's gotta, it's gotta be street fighter too, man. Like, I don't want to say it's no contest because I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, but when I put these two side by side, especially with that little tidbit about it being literally the inspiration for Streets of Rage 2, I'm just like, ah, that's that puts it over the top for me. So for me, Street Fighter 2 takes it and moves on. So that's one vote for Street Fighter 2. Uh, Toby, what do you think? Oh, uh, this one's tough. I like both these games. Um I think I've said everything I could say about my opinions on what a what game is better to play now. What be, what has a better legacy? I, uh, I I think I'm just gonna go Streets of Rage Two. I love that game. I I really would like to see that one advance. Um, I I feel like it's the underdog in in this little battle right here, just because. There are so many streets, uh, street fighters. <laughs> there are so many streets. <laughs> We're almost there. There's so many streets, but yes, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna place my vote with the Rage Street. I mean that that's appropriate. You, as I said earlier, you are the owner of the Rage Meter. 
Right, right. I mean, you know, that's we, we have to rage correctly, right? And that's one way to rage is in the streets. Exactly. I would describe how it. to rage, but Goobs owns that, so I'll let him <laughs> I'll let him take that and not embarrass myself. Right, right. I understand. <laughs> he does it so well. <laughs> so it's tied one to one. So next I'm gonna turn it over to Adam. <sighs> Adam, which game is your pick to advance to the finals of the King of Games 1992? Uh, I don't think I've ever said this on one of these episodes yet, but this actually is a difficult decision. So on the one hand, you have Street Fighter 2, which has such a massive legacy. And I think in past episodes, I tend to approach these as, you know, more of a from the perspective of like a franchise rather than a singular individual game. And something Toby said kind of swayed me a little bit. And that was that if you're looking at Street Fighter 2, the first one on Super Nintendo, the World Warrior or whatever it's called, I think it's a garbage game. I don't like it. I don't like fighting games in general. I think it's trash. I'm sure the ones that came out after it are much better. And I'm pretty sure that those are the ones that I played as a kid. So... Is the King of Games in 1992 supposed to be which game is the best or which game means the most for that time period? Because there's two ways of looking at it. And on the first hand, it would definitely be Street Fighter 2 just based solely on what it's done for the industry and how it's progressed fighting games in general. However, playing it today, I didn't like it. Playing Street Streets of Rage 2 today, I liked it a bit more. I think it's probably a better quality game overall. I think it offers a lot more as far as a modern day retro gaming experience is concerned. And I think there's more meat to the gameplay than Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, blah, blah, blah. So I'm kind of torn. I don't know which one to go with. Based on name alone, I'd probably go for Street Fighter 2, but I think I'm going to throw a curveball and say that I think that Streets of Rage 2 is the better game. So I'm going to vote for Streets of Rage 2 to continue on. I liked Adam's approach of just like, well, I feel like this was the one that I hated less. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I had less of a headache playing Streets of Rage 2 than I did Street Fighter 2. There you go. And yeah. So right now, Street Fighter 2 is up against the ropes. I'm kind of surprised by that pick, Adam, but this Uh, is why we do this. We've we've had surprises abound in this tournament so far. If I was basing it on just pure homoeroticism, I would have picked Street Fighter 2, but that's not a category. So we're going to go for Streets of Rage 2. We're going to make a note Maybe of next that time. Yeah, for future <laughs> yeah. King of Games. Please do. <laughs> There's a new category. All right, Eric. It's, it's down to you. Uh, you're not the last one. That's going to be me right. for, for reasons. But uh, it's your vote. What do you got for who's advancing to the finals? So... Uh, before I, I go into my long rambling spiel about trying to figure out what the fuck I'm even talking about, uh, I, I will say that this entire experience, since this will be my last appearance on King of Games, has been uh, eye-opening. I, it has been, I've been surprised by the things that I have not played before. I've been surprised by the things that I have played before that I may have looked upon with, with rose-tinted glasses. And uh, this entire experience has been really awesome for that. Uh, this was one of the unique cases where I had gone and, and not played either of these games in a very, very, very long time. Streets of Rage 2, not at all. And I think all the points for both these games are are incredibly, incredibly well made. I was so surprised with how much I enjoyed Streets of Rage 2 
that it just it really caught me off guard. And it, it, I've been caught off guard by several games this tournament, Kirby, Mega Man 5, uh, games that ultimately were defeated, but games that I ultimately had a lot more fun with. Um, man, that being said, uh, I would like to submit to the court uh, a piece of evidence in, in my during my research. Uh, Retro Hangover Episode 65, oh, Street shit. Fighter 2. Uh, <laughs> what did we say? During the brief history at the 21 minute, 28 second mark, I believe uh, that Chris read this one. Oh, good. Almost, right, I'm out. Almost every popular fighting game of the last three decades can find its roots in Street Fighter 2, making it undisputedly the most important fighting game of all time. And I understand that <laughs> I understand that we're talking specifically about the Super Nintendo version. But I think the overwhelming legacy of Street Fighter 2 to which the Super Nintendo contributed is beyond challenge. I think that you know, a lot of the points that were made, there were movies, there were people cosplaying. Uh, I, I do not think that the most premier esports tournament, Evo, uh, to which fighting game fans are absolutely fucking rabid, would exist without Street Fighter 2. I think this game, uh, is even on the Super Nintendo, even the World Warrior, which is not the game I've played the most every time I walk into arcade, it's arcade. It's certainly a championship edition, but uh, I just feel that the legacy of Street Fighter 2, if you, I, I did this um, analogy during the Zelda episode that I was on, and if you're driving down the street and you see in the window King of Games and it's Street Fighter 2 versus Zelda, and you're picking a game to go up and represent all of 1992 versus all the other games from every other year in King of Games, uh, and like I said, I assume we're going to do all of them till the end of time or until we all die or he death years or whatever, however it's going to go. Um, <laughs> I think street fighter two is that game. I, I just, I truly think it is despite the fact that uh, when you burrow down into it and yes, it is the SNES version. I think that street fighter two, it, it, it's, it's undisputable in 1992. I, I just really think it is. And the fact that they threw that game uh, in the pack in like the bundle to sell and take, took super Mario world out, which is, an outstanding game uh, to this day is talked about as one of the best games of all time for them to take that game out and put Street Fighter in and be like, hey, we need help against Sega. Go like go Street Fighter. Uh, that that's my argument. So Street Fighter 2 is going to take it for me. This is this is what happens when you put stuff out on the Internet for people to reference for the end <laughs> of time. <laughs> right. I was scrolling through. I'm like, I wonder if and, and I saw that there was a. Uh, the secret levels episode on, on street fighter two as well. So, and I was like, Oh, like Toby and goobs really like talk about how great this game was to play with people and stuff. So, I mean, for, for the, for those reasons alone, it's gotta be street fighter two. I fucking hate you <laughs> Eric, because <laughs> now I have to make a decision. Hey, you, you, you played yourself on that one. <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. So I, as you all know, streets of rage two is my favorite game ever. I don't I take a shot every time you hear that in this episode. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 today plays like garbage. It does. Street st fighting games have come a long way. It's it's a definite upgrade from Street Fighter 1, believe me. It's <laughs> a definite upgrade from Street Fighter 1. Street Fighter 1 is just balls. It's awful. The Street Fighter game that was released in the arcades in 1991 was phenomenon. And getting that game into the home in 1992 was also a phenomenon considering that the gap traditionally between the arcade and the console was considered by many to be insurmountable. Neo Geo made an entire console just on that basic concept, as giving the arcade experience to the home. And in many ways, 
Streets of Rage 2 did that too. It provided the arcade experience to the home without an arcade game. It was better than almost any beat-em-up you could play in the arcade. In fact, it is better than any beat-em-up you could play in the arcade because it's fair and you can learn it and there's a system to it and it's enjoyable and you don't have to keep plugging quarters into it. And I'll stick stand by that. Uh, Streets of Rage 2 is the far superior game. And there's nothing that's going to change my mind about that. Nothing at all. But what game is better is one criteria. That's it. That's that's head to head. What I'd rather play today, that's it, is what game I'd rather play today. And there's so much else that's here in our criteria just through the discussion, our personal attachment, uh, the the critical and commercial reception, the legacy. And in terms of the legacy, so I I look at the legacy here and I see Street Fighter 2. And yes, it's on the Super Nintendo. But like I said, it drove people back into the arcades. And it kept people buying Street Fighter 2 and all of its crazy iterations. Why would, why would I buy Street Fighter 2 Turbo if I didn't love Street Fighter 2 or didn't want to play Street Fighter 2? Now, yeah, guess what? Streets of Rage 2, if, I'm not just talking about myself. If a lot of people go back to the Genesis, they play Streets of Rage 2, and they say, this is a phenomenal Genesis game, we'd recommend it to anybody. And no one's going to tell you to do that for Street Fighter 2. But what I can say is every, I, I have tried to discount the arcade experience, but a lot of people didn't have a fucking arcade in their house. A lot of people didn't have an arcade near them. And this was that avenue to do that. If you add up Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Super Street Fighter 2, and I know there's a lot of overlap, but Christ's sakes, that's the best. I mean, other than Super Mario World, that was the pack and that's the best selling game on that console. That's a third party game. That's a fighting game. A competitive game. And I understand we say critical and commercial reception doesn't matter. But that's a big deal. And when you have a game that scores lower in Nintendo power, and then at the end of the year they say, this is my boy over Zelda? They gave Game of the Year to Street Fighter 2 over Zelda, the Super Nintendo version. That's how big of a game Street Fighter 2 is. And I know you can go back to the Mario Kart episode. And I could say that that game hasn't aged well and the visuals are bad and the rubber banding's annoying. But guess what? Street Fighter 2, even though I say it plays like garbage, it still plays. That's compared to modern fighters. I could still go back and I can still play that. All the basics that you need to understand if you play in a modern fighter today are all there in Street Fighter 2. It might be a little bit slower, but it's still playable. Maybe not to the degree you want to. But it's playable enough and it's familiar enough that you can still go back and say that. When I started this tournament, I didn't think Streets of Rage 2 would be to the end. But I promised myself if I was going to be on the episode where Streets of Rage 2 got turned down, that's the episode I want to be on. So Streets of Rage 2, I am sorry. But if you take everything into account, Street Fighter 2 is the game that needs to go to the finals. There's just too much that is there. It's my pick. It's it's everything that was of that year of 1992 that I remember and everything that has driven years on over and over and over again. It's there's there's no denying that most people when they see this game, they they equate it with greatness, even if it hasn't reached that, even if it's not what they remember it as. It's still close enough. It's familiar enough that it can do it. So there it is. F's in the chat, boys. F's in the chat. I am, as the uh, kids would say these days, shook. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> shook. Wow. Uh, and like I said, I said this tournament keeps uh, subverting my expectations, and, and Chris just did it again, once again, right there. So, 
I was on your side, Chris. I was on your side. <laughs> you were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> I was I was seriously thinking Eric was going to swing Streets of Rage 2. And when he didn't, I was like, fuck. Your argument, your <laughs> argument convinced me. So, I mean, you said it in your episode. So, I mean, you only have yourself to blame. <laughs> I was talking about the arcade version, Eric. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, this it's the most important fighting game of all time. And it's the most important fighting game on a console of all time. And probably one of the most important. It's, it's, it's the Tetris of fighting games. That was very profound. <laughs> I'm going to go to the streets and I'm going to rage. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's all we got for this. Wow. Street Fighter 2 will advance to the finals. And my heart's broken and I broke it myself. I could have aver uh, averted that. But Streets of Rage 2 still has life against whoever it faces for third place. That about wraps it up. But we do got to turn it over to our amazing guests that we have here today. Uh, and... They can really, you know, plug themselves, uh, not with Zangief, but uh, <laughs> for their shows and uh, where you can find them and what they do. So I'm going to start out with, with Adam. Adam, where can we find you on the internet? I'm still recovering from that Shakespearean tragedy. Um, <laughs> but if you'd like to find me, you can find me on my podcast, The Good, The Bad and The Backlog. We have a link tree which links to all of our things and you can find that at linktr.ee slash goodbadbacklog. Oh, what a day. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> oh, thank you again. All right, Eric, what about yourself? Uh, as the previous episodes, my name is Eric. I host the Unlockables podcast, which I build the story of video games, the people who play them and the memories made along the way. And uh, you can find me anywhere that podcasts are available. And uh, if you want to get on socials, uh, linktr.ee forward slash unlockables podcast. That is where you can find me. Uh, I am literally shaking from that. Uh, wow, that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> you could have ended it earlier. I, I could have, but I just I couldn't do it. I had to stay true to myself. <laughs> yep. All right, Toby, where can we find you? Well, I feel kind of left out since I don't have a tree of any kind. Uh, <laughs> I do the Secret Levels podcast, and uh, we do retro games, so come listen to me and Goob's uh, rage in the streets and on the show. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Levels Pod, and uh, yeah, we do good, cool stuff and uh, whatever. All right. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, maybe. And uh, uh, this is my first time doing a podcast, I guess. <laughs> Uh, before I pitch it over to Shane, this is the last episode. We're going to have multiple guests from multiple podcasts on here. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. And thank you to all the guests that have been on the King of Games 1992. This was a joint effort. And, you know, it's been a long effort. We've been doing this now at the time of uh, this recording for, what, like almost six months now since the planning phases and everything. Mm. So thanks for sticking it out. You all are amazing. Uh, thanks for being so flexible when it called for it. Thanks for being there when we needed panelists and guests. And, you know, thank you for all the assistance and making this a an overall successful series. And uh, thank you all. I, I, I'm going to say thank you a million times, but I don't think that would be enough. And go again. Go check all of these podcasts out. Go check out. Go check out Good, Bad, and the Backlog. Go, go check out Unlockables. Go check out Secret Levels. Go check out all the guests that we've had on here. They're all amazing people. They all have great shows. 
Even Cade and his chaos personified, he has an amazing show. You can go check him out on Young Gaming Memory. <laughs> Even, Even Cade's show is okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. But uh, uh, once again, uh, each and every one of you, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And thank you for putting it together. It's obviously yes. taken a lot of time and effort, and I appreciate that you've invited us along. So, Yeah, thanks. and... I I got I might sound like I'm exaggerating when I say this, but this truly was like uh, one of the highlights of all this podcasting stuff I've done. When I first heard the first one I listened to was I think it was 2001. You guys did no 2000. You guys did yeah King Games 2000, mm-hmm. and I was like just getting started podcasting. I was like oh that'd be so cool to be part of something like that. I never thought you would ask me to do something like that. So to do this with with all of you guys and with everybody, uh, you know we've been to, with Discord's episodes has been uh, one of the coolest fucking things I've ever done. So thank you very much. All right, Shane, over to you. Let's let's wrap this one up. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you know, if you're listening to this for the first time, it hasn't appeared anywhere else, that probably means you're a patron, in which case, thank you. You're insane because you give us money to do this dumb shit, but I'm not going to stop you. Um, so thanks. And, you know, continue doing that. Uh, if you are listening to this on the main feed, then you too could have been a silly person that throws your money away <laughs> at podcasts. And you can do that by heading to our Patreon, which you can get to from our link tree. We're, we're like all the other cool old people that apparently like link tree is not cool anymore. I don't know. I guess we need like a TikTok or something. I haven't figured it out yet. No, no. no. But at any <laughs> rate, you can just go to Linktree slash Retro Hangover, and you'll be presented with this very finely curated menu of buttons that will take you a whole bunch of places as long as they have something to do with us because we're egomaniacal like that. Um, so feel free to check out our you know social media. Uh, come into the public discord. That's always a good time. We've got a great community in there. You know, we got our monthly gaming challenges that for the most part, I feel like I've tapped out of now because there are other people that are way better at those games than I am. Um, but it's fun to watch, you know, it's, it's like cheering on your kids or something because like, I'm not good at it. So anyway, <laughs> go do that. Uh, and yeah, we also do some stuff on like Twitch and uh, if you miss it on Twitch, we got our YouTube channel. So you can go check it out there after the fact. It's there forever for you to go watch us play games like semi-competently on occasion. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. But I also, you know, all all of the big thanks go to Chris because he's the one that's coordinating this whole thing. I just show up and talk about stuff. So um, really, it's, it's all on him. But I do definitely, you know, want to echo the sentiment of just thanking you guys for being here. I think this collaboration of all of these podcasters that we've been kind of, you know, become close to over these few years and everything like that is something really special. And so it's really fantastic to kind of just have these discussions with you guys. And it's always been a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, I think we all deserve a break once this is over, but, uh, I do look forward to, uh, you know, the next year that we tackle and, piss a whole other generation of people off probably so yeah can't wait all right awesome so i guess i guess that's it so until next time play with your i'm going to go cry in the street <laughs> joysticks all right.